This is High Stakes from Gerard Phillips, Kate, and Hancock. Kim Fox, you're one of our partners here at Gerard. I am. So last week, you sent around uh, an email to the team uh, pointing out the lawsuits that followed hot on the heels of CMS, HHS's new rule mandating price transparency or uh, transparency around the negotiations between payers and providers. Yes. Uh, Hospital groups across the board, AHA, Children's Hospital Group, a couple others were not happy. And uh, to nobody's surprise, I think... Yeah, the lawsuits came, they were prepared in advance yeah. <laughs> because they came so quickly after the final rule was revealed that uh, they they must have been working on it for a while. So uh, not unexpectedly, there there's not, not a lot of happiness there. In fact, it's one of the few things I've seen that health plans and hospitals can agree on. Their mutual dislike of we this found new something. rule. Yes, we love each other because we all hate this. So... Um, so there certainly what that was not unexpected. Um, and you know, the idea that this is maybe an overreach for CMS is I think what, what folks are saying, um, is that, you know, how can CMS mandate how we talk about charges that are with other health plans and how we negotiate those. Something there's that's TBD, right? Those lawsuits are not unexpected and they're going to, and they're going to continue and probably, foul things up for a little while. What's at issue here is not really um, that, right? It's not about the lawsuits. It's not about the final rule by CMS. It's about how consumers um, are demanding that they understand what their costs are going to be before they get healthcare services done. So really, I think what we get confused about, it's really not about the cost. It's not about prices. Consumers don't want to know your price. They want to know what they're going to have to pay out of their own yeah. pocket. And that's different than pricing. So putting a um, machine-readable um, list of your charges from the charge master is about as... It's useless, right, from a consumer perspective. So that's been the mandate, and I think everybody's done that because it's required. But that's not what consumers are going to look at or care about. It doesn't, even, it doesn't explain anything. It's not user-friendly. They don't know what all these things mean. So it's been, it's been worse than useless, in my opinion. Yeah, and so one of the arguments that um, I want to say it was a spokesperson for the AHA, but I may have that wrong, said is effectively this new rule is just going to make that confusion that you mentioned around the the. Uh, charge master even um, even worse because now right. there is a separate negotiation for every plan, every situation, and people are just going to get even more frustrated and confused. So the, the hospitals, to some extent, are using this as a reason why it's a bad rule. Right, um, it is a bad rule. It's right. It, I, the rule is bad. Let's just be honest. But so what is it doing for us? Right. So what do we need to take from this? The yeah. rule, like what they're asking us to do, what us. What they're asking hospitals to do and other providers is is not really realistic, right? But they're trying to push us to at least give t- tools to patients, right? That's what they're that's what the ask is here. So if that's the ask, we don't like maybe how it's being administered um, or the ridiculousness of that is is apparent, but. It's not, that's not the issue here. The issue here is that patients deserve to know what they're going to have to pay before they get something done. It's just, 
It's a pretty straightforward thing, thing, right? And I understand, believe me, I understand it's hard. I understand the underlying difficulties of that. Um, I used to work for a dentist for for many years when I was a teenager and beyond in in high school and college. And people would call and say, how much is it going to be to fix my tooth? Well, I mean, so you start the conversation. Well, it depends, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, And so I get, I understand that. Um, but there are some things we can be doing as healthcare providers to provide consumers with some help, right? I have some thoughts there. Would you like some thoughts? I would like me? some thoughts. Okay. The, the, the point is don't get hung up on the, the surface, rule. the rule, the legal look under the hood at, at what's driving yeah, this. What's driving it? Um, because the, the core issue, the core issue here is not going to go away. Um, I think it's logical to say they're going to be okay with when they have a heart attack and they need to go to the emergency room. They're not going to be shopping, mm-hmm. right? They're going to they're going to in an emergency and they're not going to care. But there are a lot of times when they do have some time, right? So, um, so here's some thoughts um, about how we as hospitals and health healthcare systems can accommodate, maybe take some steps before the rules go into effect, given the, like, what can we do now? And what's logical? And what would, and what would consumers, what would be beneficial for consumers, right? So, and, and to be clear, before we get into this, this is getting ahead of the curve. Yes. Because eventually things are going to happen. You might as well be proactive because a rule in some form is, is going to come down and the consumer landscape is going to change. So why not get ahead of your peers and your competitors exactly. and just start working on this now? Yeah. Why, why not? Um, Cause it's going to take some of this stuff's going to take a little time. Um, and so why not start working on it now and be, and be ahead of everyone else in your market uh, in providing consumers with some tools. And there's some people out there that are doing this, right? So it's not impossible. Others, there are health systems that are really proactive about yeah. this and really ahead of the curve. And we can, you know, talk about who some of those people might be. But certainly, I think first and foremost, if you're going to share information, it needs to be done in a friendly format that real people can understand um, without degrees in business. So in other words, it's not the charge master, yeah. right? It, it needs to be friendly that the average person could sort of like figure out if they took a few minutes to do that, right? Um, I think it makes sense to focus on those services that are shoppable, that they are going, you know, don't worry about the, how much a heart attack is going to be or a stroke. Like that's like, don't worry about that for right now. But if, if, if there are services that are shoppable, say a new knee replacement or other things or an MRI, um, then let's put the, let's figure that out. Consider some all-inclusive bundles for some services that say, here's the price. And we've done that for bariatrics, Yeah. right? There is a bundled service. This is how much it's going to cost you. Um, we've done that for plastics, right? Mm-hmm. There, there are many examples. If we can do it for those things, I mean, surely we can do it for a lot more of those services. And I think that, you know, the rule has certainly listed certain services that are required, shoppable services, but let's figure out for us what we think is, is right. I would say invest in a pricing tool. And there are lots of organizations that are using prices, pricing tools right now. Um, there's a lot of different ones available. And I think in, I think investing in those is really smart. So people can go in there and do a little f- figuring. Um, certainly some of the n- ones that I know about, at sort of top of the curve there, University of Utah, Baylor Scott & White in Texas, uh, Integris in Oklahoma, UC Health in Colorado, all of those are already using those tools pretty well. And there's probably dozens more, but invest in that because I think it's worthwhile, the pricing tools. 
I would also consider sort of polishing up your payment assistance programs at the same time um, so that people can understand how you feel about payments and how you the process you go through to, to acquire payments and those sorts of things, getting that polished up at the same time you're working on sort of publishing your your, your costs. That would include, I think, giving patients one-on-one personalized help, a person they can talk to about their bill, like a navigator or a financial counselor. Because as much as we love to do things online, some of us also like to talk to a real person about things. Uh, and so having that available, I think, is a, is a certainly a plus. And having some of that nuance. I mean, talking to a person. Yeah. Just give you the insight into your particular Your particular issues. They, they, they know what... So if you say, I have Blue Cross... You know, and and then here's what I you know, and I've talked to Blue Cross. Here's what they're saying. What do you you know? If you're gonna if you're gonna go through the process of investigating, like you need to talk to more than just your hospital or who's gonna be doing the care. Like talk to your insurance provider too, because they have a lot to say in what your costs are gonna be. So you know, that, let's put a little bit of burden on the health plans as well to be able to explain to you as a consumer what my out of pocket costs are gonna be, because they they sometimes more have more information than the hospitals do. So, what about the how do you respond to the inevitable question about having those people available, right? Because that's more FTEs when you have navigators, financial counselors. Yeah. Well, do you want to get your bills paid? I mean, I, I think, I mean, <laughs> let's sort of, yeah. let's just sort of say this. I think if people understand ahead of time what they're going to have to pay for something and they can sort of in their minds know that they're more, they're going to be more willing to pay. They're going to be like, okay, it's going to be this much. I can do that. They're going to budget that. But if they have no idea, it's, you know, it's just, let's pull it out of the air, then they're like, they're always going to be disappointed, right? Yeah. But if we can get that ahead of time, they're going to be like, okay, I, I'm ready to do my knee surgery. I know how much it's going to cost me. Uh, I can budget for this. I can plan for it. I'm going to pay the bill. This is just a revenue cycle management. Exactly. Tweet. Exactly. I think another step perhaps for your health system is to educate providers within your organization on how they can talk about cost, maybe maybe be able to talk about different options. Like for option A, it's going to be around this much, but you know, you have, there's another, there's other options for your care. So being able to talk about costs in a way that's not uncomfortable for them, educating on, on how to do that. And if they can't do it themselves, then say, I know our health system has financial counselors. Would you like me to connect you with one of them? It's just sort of, we need to be able to have comfortable conversations about cost, mm-hmm. right? As much as we have comfortable conversations about what your care is going to be. We need to be able to, to be able to do that because people are thinking, how much is this going to cost me? Yeah, as soon as you say that, because I just interviewed um, Parker Panovec from Faith Family uh, Medical Center um, for Art of Change, and people will hear this soon. Uh, but he made a comment in that conversation that he's never had anybody be offended when he asks, can you afford this medication I'm about to prescribe? And in fact, it helps because if they can't or they need to wait for their paycheck, let's look for a different option. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Let's figure it out. I think that's a, I mean, it, it's, it's a conversation that has to be had. I mean, not everybody can afford everything and they're going to make choices about whether they're going to afford their medication or whether they're going to pay their electric bill. And that's, like who wants to be in that situation? Nobody does, and you don't want that for your patients either. Yeah, right. You don't want them choosing those kinds of things. Oh, and also, sort of a, a final note um, is, you know, if you're going to put pricing and, and cost information out there, combine it with quality data. Right. Those things. Those things go together. We as Americans are sort of programmed to equate if it's more expensive, 
it's better quality. Yeah. So sometimes people choose, will will not choose the cheapest option because they think, well, if it's cheaper, it must not be better. That's where we're sort of programmed um, as consumers in this country to think that way. So I think, you know, making sure that you're combining the quality information and quality information about your organization. If you're a really great organization from a quality perspective, I think you can command more cost or pricing, right? Because people are going to be like, I'm willing to pay that for a five-star hospital, right? We can argue on another side about whether star ratings sure. and things like that. That's a, that's a conversation for another day. But for combining those two, there's, they're not two separate things that need to be in two separate sections. There's right? at least a rough correlation. There is and, a and correlation. And people are looking at online reviews. Yes, and all the rest of the material that's available out there. They're asking people on Facebook if they ever had an experience at yes. this hospital. I think, and... if, if, I think the same people that are going to look for price and pricing information and cost information are the same kinds of people that are going to search for quality information. There are people that research, right? There are, going to, there are people that have time and have the resources and the desire to look for things and study things. It's those are the same kinds of people because it's like any product cycle, any innovation cycle where you have the early adopters, and then as the technology yes. advances and more people come on board, as it gets easier for us to research prices, um, you, you start to see more people picking that up. But right now, you could, I guess, oversimplifying it, but we're essentially in the early adopter phase those people who have the time and the interest in doing the really hardcore research with tools that are getting better but still not great, yeah, or not super available. But in a I few years, agree. yeah, I would agree that in the, a few years, it's going to be like the car buying experience. It's like if you don't have a pricing tool, if you don't can't t- sell people within a few hundred dollars what they're going to pay for shoppable services, you're going to be left behind. It, we're not there yet, I, I will admit. Um, but why, you know, why not be one of those that sort of gets gets their act together now? And starts getting there, you know, gathering because there's a lot of data that has to be gathered to even make a pricing tool work. So why not be the one that gets sort of starts getting their act together now and figuring things out now? So three years from now, when the lawsuits are settled, <laughs> but I think consumers are going to push this much more than CMS has. Right? CMS yeah. is 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 sort of reacting to a, a an issue they know is out there in a way that sort of pushes us, and so we it feels uncomfortable, but it's really not coming from them. And as you said, you should note also that sometimes people means employers. These yes. employers are becoming way Very more, more much more powerful. Um, they have hundreds of, some, some of them have hundreds of thousands of people um, that they're pushing in certain directions based on cost because it means something for, to their bottom line. Absolutely. The Amazons, the Walmarts, all these, they have, they're incredibly powerful and they're demanding this and we ought to be listening. <laughs> All right, we'll keep watching. All right. Thanks, Kim. All right. Thanks.